I'm Leanna Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today's Snoops and Sleuths, I have Anna Fotheringham. <laughs> Did I Fathering. say that right? Fothering. Fotheringham. Mm-hmm. Here to talk about her books, writing, and what's going on in, in the cozy community. <laughs> Anne, would you like to talk with my Snoops and Sleuths and reintroduce yourself? Okay, I'm nice to be here. I'm a mystery writer from Montreal, Canada, and I have a series called The Lambs Bay Mysteries. I just issued book number eight, which is late at the library, and I'm working on Woes at the Wedding, which is book nine. I've been writing since I was nine years old and finally retired and decided to get published. (laughs) So, you know, second career. (laughs) And I'm enjoying every minute of it. My friends say I smile more often, so that's always a good thing. And I'm enjoying spending time with other authors and that. I've just been uh, nominated Quebec representative for, excuse me, the uh, Quebec writer, the Canadian Writers uh, Group, Crime Writers of Canada. So um, getting more involved with that, and uh, we're trying to set up some events and bookstore signings and things like that. So it's busy. <laughs> it sounds it. And congratulations on just releasing book eight. I'm a little jealous. Book three on my series is so achingly close to being released. <laughs> I know how you feel. <laughs> When I put out my first book, I had all sorts of people saying they were going to help me and COVID hit. So I had to sort of, do I delay it or not? So I went ahead and a couple of people called me up and said, hey, I found a typo. And I'm like, oh, goody for you. But (laughs) did you like the book? So I have gone back and reissued the book with the typo (laughs) corrected. And, uh, but you know, it's very important, the editing process, it takes, uh, I have five different people who look at my books before they get out. I have uh, three who are sort of like um, advanced readers who um, also do a bit of copy editing. They tell me how the story works and uh, how the writing is. And then when they finished and I do all those corrections, I send it out again to two final readers, editors one's in Scotland and one is in Canada and uh, because I have a mixed background of uh, Canadianisms and Scottishisms and Britishisms and (laughs) USisms that I picked up along the way they sort of straighten out the language like if I use an expression that wouldn't be known in Europe my cousin in Scotland will catch it and if I catch say something horribly British that nobody understands my friend here catches it so (laughs) that way the book has more of um, an international English type of thing yeah that is really handy I I kind of wish I had someone to send my book to because I use some Native American terms in Mm -hmm. mine that well, yes, I know I looked them up online and they are technically right. It'd be nice to know if in general conversation or in like in one scene, the main character's father does a toast and he said, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the word because I know I'll botch it. <laughs> but basically he says good in Choctaw. Mm-hmm. So 
in ways it's like I'd love to send it to someone else to just kind of get that final feedback kind of stuff but then it's like well it might be okay as is <laughs> well you might find somebody through um, a local organization or something or um, an editor's group uh, we have the editors association of canada and they have editors that um, work on different languages different genres uh, different terminology so I, I have one acquaintance, she does nothing but e medical editing. Oh, wow. <laughs> that must be depressing. <laughs> oh, I know. It's like, wait, okay, this would not cause this, this would not cause this. Yeah. Though I did watch a movie once where it really could have used a medical editor. It was like <laughs> a movie from the 30s or 40s called oh, The yeah. Ex-Mrs. Bradford. I haven't seen that one, but I'll have to oh. check. William Powell and Jean Arthur play an ex-husband-wife duo who get pulled into a mystery. The murder weapon will drive you crazy as a <laughs> mystery author. I'm putting because, this on my list. <laughs> <laughs> because it is a Black Widow spider put into a pill capsule a gel oh pill capsule and put on the body of the jockey so that his body heat melts it and it can bite him. How'd you get the spider in there? <laughs> yeah, don't ask me. <laughs> One, how do you get the live spider in there? And two, how is it still alive to bite? <laughs> yes, I mean, you'd think it would suffocate in the pill capsule. Yes. And then, of course, they're talking about uh, how the guy died. And, okay, my curiosity took over. And I ended up looking up, okay, what are the symptoms of a Black Widow bite? <laughs> Nothing that correlated with that movie. <laughs> yeah, I had that in one of my books. I wanted to, I was going to have the person's throat cut. So before I wrote that scene, I looked up how hard it is it to cut someone's throat. Well, it's very hard as it turns out. <laughs> because there's a, a very large, grisly section here. And unless you know what you're doing, you basically have to saw through while the oh. guy's trying to get away from you. So um oh gee. So I changed the whole, I changed it to uh, a dagger in the heart. <laughs> I figured that was a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, as they say, writers, we look up all sorts of things and if people saw our uh, search engines and what we look up, <laughs> they must wonder. I was in a restaurant once with a friend and we were talking about a play we were working on and we were trying, this woman had committed suicide and uh, we wanted to figure out what kind of poison she would have used. And we're discussing poisons. And suddenly we notice the people at the tables around us are getting up and leaving. So Roberta <laughs> turned around. She said, it's okay. We're writers. <laughs> Everybody's okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You sound like you had a scenario of what would you do? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was a play about a woman who committed suicide and she had not crossed over because of the issues with her family so we got to examine the issues in her family we never finished <laughs> it unfortunately but not because of what happened in the restaurant but because she moved away to the other side of the country and it was a little difficult to get <laughs> <with it. laughs> 
Yeah. Of course, now it would be easier because we could do it on Zoom. But yeah, writers get into, into sort, all sorts of, um, you know, uh, research issues. And uh, like my cousin in Scotland, who's one of my editors, uh, she has a degree in forensics. So if I have something wrong with my bodies or killing methods, <laughs> she sent me a whole sheet of stuff on, no, 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 the body would be doing this and the larvae would be here and <laughs> smell like this. And I go, oh my God. So I have to rewrite the scene. And actually that's quite interesting, you know, but uh, she uh, she's called me up on a couple of things and why not? As you say, you watched your movie and you were going like, how could that work? <laughs> so, yes. And you don't want people doing that when you're writing a scene because you want them to get the story, the motivation, yes. the crime and all that. You don't want them to stop and say, wait a minute, that doesn't work. Because if they do, <laughs> then the story doesn't move or they don't finish the book because they feel it wasn't researched properly. So, Absolutely. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I'm a, I'm a little bit scared with my third book where... Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry, Snoops and Sleuths, this is a necessary spoiler. The murder weapon is a doctored vape pen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do so much research on that just to see if it would be possible, if it would work. I remember telling one of my friends about it and she kind of looks at me like, how do you sleep at night knowing that you know? <laughs> Yeah, I know people have asked me, they say, uh, you look so nice and you, you kill people in books. And I said, yeah, but my father worked in, was, he was in pathology. And from my earliest years, I heard him talking about dead bodies. So, and he read murder mysteries and he used, I was reading very advanced for my age at a young age. So he would just pass me the books and I would ask questions when I didn't understand something. So I think I've always been involved in it. It's just that, uh, you know, like somebody broke into my apartment and pointed a gun at me, I'd probably have a heart attack, but I write about it. Yes. It certainly wouldn't be like, oh, there was this one episode of Murder, She Wrote, where the bad guy pointed a gun with a silencer at her. Mm -hmm. And she's very calm throughout <laughs> the whole scene and goes like, so that's a silencer. I always wondered what one would look like. I mean, you're just kind of like, woman, there is a gun pointed at you. Now is not the time to analyze what he is using. Now you either run or hit the deck. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my main character, Hilly, she has a gun because she's a former um, securities and private investigation um, company owner but um she's not very good with it i mean in one book she tries to shoot the bad guy she shoots him in the leg and somebody says good shot and she says i was aiming for his heart and <laughs> another time she tries to shoot a bad guy and she has no ammunition so she throws the gun at his face and his nose gets broken i mean she's just not really good with those things but uh, you know that's her <laughs> <laughs> And in this book, she's just moved to a new home, a bungalow. And um, she goes to move in some suitcases before the big moving day. And um, there's a 
two feet sticking out of the front door. So she's like, what the hell? I thought I was going to have a quiet life in my new home. And she <sighs> peeks in and there's blood all over the scatter rug. So her first thought is, oh, my new scatter rug. And then she goes, oh, wait, is that <laughs> dead? Anyway, turns out he's not dead, but he's, um, <laughs> his name is Morley Connors and he's an agent for ARF. ARF. <laughs> <laughs> Which is for stands for Art Recovery Force. <laughs> oh, nice! So he's been hired to uh, contact the woman who used to own the house, who was the head librarian, and he's on the trail of a missing art object, and nobody can figure out why he would want to talk to her because she was one of these sort of very quiet spinster types, never dated, never did anything, just sat with her books and. Why is she part of this uh, mystery? So it <laughs> evolves from there. And Mr. Connors does eventually get killed in the library. That's my spoiler alert. So that's why he's <laughs> late at the library because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I Which love gives, it. Yeah, Hilly gets the giggles and everybody tells her it's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... That sounds like it's going to be a great story. <laughs> oh, it's lots of fun. I, I was giggling all the way through and had a really good time with it. And uh, <clears throat> it all wrapped up at the end, finally, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you wonder, how am I going to get to the end, you know, and can I tie all these pieces together? And it's kind of, you know, like I'm writing Woes at the Wedding, which is about a wedding that takes place at the hotel in Lambs Bay and um, there's a missing bridesmaid. There's a missing diamond tiara. There's an abducted bride. There's a stabbed waiter. <laughs> oh, geez. And Hilly herself gets <laughs> abducted. So, I mean, it starts off with a whole lot of stuff going on. And uh, yeah, I'm working my way through that because this one's gonna be the last one in the series. I decided it had run its course. And um, I have ideas for lots of other books, but I think at some point uh, a series can get old and um, she's moved into a new home. She's moving on in a new job. She's got a, new things happening in her life. So it's a good time to cut, cut the cord. So part of the book will be tying up loose knots, you know? Yeah. Um, it's hard to say goodbye to her because people say to me, you're hilly. And I go, no, I'm not. <laughs> Yes, you are. Oh. But I guess I've given her some of my attributes, good or bad. Like she keeps her, I keep my chocolate chip cookies in the freezer because I'm a, I'm a cookie monster. You'll put me <laughs> near a bag of chocolate chip cookies, they're going to disappear. So oh. I put them in there, which means if I have a coffee and I want a chocolate chip coffee, uh, cookie, I have to put it in the microwave and zap it for five seconds or I <laughs> eat it or I'll break a tooth. And it makes me think about eating the whole bags. And Hilly does the same thing. So yeah, in some ways, she's me. <laughs> in other ways, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I hear you on that. I think all authors at some point do that. Um, I know with me, with Sabia, uh, I gave her my love of old movies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and... The only thing is she can quote them at the drop of a hat. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hard part. <laughs> yeah. 
but like in the third book there's a woman that she just really does not get along with mm. and she actually says uh watch out for flying houses on your way out <laughs> in other words <laughs> in other words a wizard of oz reference yes <laughs> Oh yeah, Wizard of Oz terrified me when I was a child. The movie, oh. not the book, the movie. <laughs> Which? <laughs> yeah. My, my eldest son didn't like it either. My husband. Oh, those flying um, monkeys. Oh, oh the flying those monkeys. always. <laughs> it, uh, between the flying monkeys of the Wizard of Oz and the tunnel scene of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a wonder I turned out. It's a wonder if I Same. got any sleep after watching those. <laughs> yeah, I never slept a lot as a child. I was kind of a child insomniac, so I used to take all my animals to bed and tell them stories till midnight. I was <laughs> teaching French in the other room, and she didn't want me running around while she was busy, so that's where I started telling stories. And sometimes <laughs> they went on and on. <laughs> uh. Oh, that was my that was my target audience in those days, stuffed animals. <laughs> I think a lot of authors could point back to their childhood and see little hints that they were going toward the direction that we end up going. Yes, <laughs> I know. Definitely. I know with me, I had like 20 different imaginary friends mm -hmm. in fourth grade, which People would probably consider too old to be the age of having imaginary friends, but I don't, <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't, Hey, technically as a writer, I still have imaginary friends. They just end up on paper. <laughs> right? They talk to you in your head and you write it down. Yes. But I used to pester the poor teacher's assistant on the play yard with stories of what my imaginary friends were and what they were doing. And <laughs> well, I used to drive my mother crazy. I'd say, don't stand there. You're stepping on Gregory's leg. And she'd go. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. then I invented it. Then I invented an imaginary twin sister named Janet when I was a child in England. And when we came to Canada, when I grew up and got older and became a mother, my best friend became a woman named Janet. So we've always laughed about that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, I've known her for 40 something years, you know, and we're still good friends, but uh, I imagined her before I knew her. <laughs> oh, so, it's amazing yeah. what the imagination allows you to do, even oh, yeah. as a kid or as an adult. It's a wonderful thing. It's also a horrifying thing sometimes. <laughs> I have a friend who, um, very sweet person. She writes about warlocks, witches, vampires, zombies. <laughs> <laughs> People look at her and say, but you're such a sweet person. And she goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> when it's foggy, rainy weather, she sends me a message writing today. There's zombies in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think it's weather too does affect the way we are when we're writing because like, uh, you know, if you're writing a, a very wild scene about something happened and it is a wild and woolly rainy day, <laughs> you, you really get into it. And the other days, oh, it's sunny, you're on the beach, everything's fine. So you're writing, oh, everything's happy, happy until the vampires turn up. <laughs> <laughs> Shrouded from head to toe in anti-sun clothing. 
Because <laughs> they're not like the Twilight vampires. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> no, they're not. I just finished uh, rereading um, part of the series of the Sookie Stackhouse books that were the basis for True Love. I was mm-hmm. laughing myself silly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine having a boss who turns into a collie dog. I mean, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the imagination. And when you, sh- my mother was very pragmatic. Anything paranormal or like that, she would go, stuff and nonsense. <laughs> um, but, you know, she has a daughter who writes things that are a little weird sometimes. And, uh, she would say, I don't know where you get that from. And I said, well, it's my brain and you made me. So it's either dad or <laughs> I think it was my grandfather. Maybe it comes from he, his family was all in theater. And my grandfather was very creative, even though he had a day job like we all need to. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe it's come down through my mother from him. I don't know. He's got a whack doodles uh, grand- granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> My boys all say to me, Mom, you're weird. <laughs> and I say, I know. <laughs> but we have a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah. No, I'm uh, enjoying writing book nine, as I said, whacking my way through that. I have two other books I want to get out this year. One is a writer's do-it-yourself retreat at home where you can use things in your house with exercises to uh, to do a writer's retreat and do some soul searching and stuff like that. And the other one is uh, I belong to a writer's group in this area for a long, long time, over 20 years. And every Christmas we wrote Christmas stories and some of them we appeared in anthologies that we put out and that. So I've decided to put the Christmas stories together and I'm going to issue a a book of Christmas stories. So that should be interesting. (laughs) Oh, how fun. I love a good Christmas story of some kind. Yeah. So these are, these are five. The book's going to be called Special Delivery because the first story is called Special Delivery. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those two are coming out. And then I'm going to be going into two books from another series. that's about a Montreal reporter. And she ends up uh, getting mixed up in a revolution in the Caribbean. And then she, uh, (laughs) yeah, there are dogs in it. There's dogs in all my books. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then I have another two potential series I'm plotting out right now. So it's going to be a very busy time and I'm enjoying every moment of it. I just wish someone would come in and do the dishes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Those chores can get in the way of writing. Yeah, I know. No, it's true. We need, uh, writers need, you know, some people say, maybe you need an editorial assistant. I go, no, I need a house assistant. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who can shove a sandwich at me or um, put my dishes (laughs) in the dishwasher or remind me to put the laundry on. That's what I need. Yeah. I mean, I did it for so many years with all those kids in the house. And now, you know, it's like, it's just not important. So. Oh, it's always fun when you can move on to a new project and it's always it's also daunting too yeah because <laughs> well okay I'm one of those writers who cannot stick to one project at a time <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And I've got one in my mind that's kind of a modern Nick and Nora Charles with wizards and a talking hedgehog. <laughs> oh, a talking hedgehog. I love that. <laughs> I have hedgehogs in my living room, not real ones, but they're, they're candle holders. <laughs> oh. I have allergies, so I can't have pets. So I have uh, animals all over my house. My granddaughter comes over and she goes, ooh, owls, ooh, duck. <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, what can you do? It's either that or get something hairy in the house and sneeze myself silly, so. <laughs> yeah. Options. You got to go with what you go with. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So um, I have all these uh, China animals and uh, garden ornaments. The latest one I'm looking at is a dragon. Oh. <laughs> I oh. love dragons. My mother always said to me, why? You don't like reptiles. Why do you like dragons? I said, dragons are cool, mom. You just have to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a collection of what are called pocket dragons. Oh, um, they were created by, oh, I know his first name is real because it's so unusual of a first name. I forget his last name, mm -hmm. but they are so cute. They're like these baby dragons in different scenarios. Mm. One of my favorites is one that my mom got me when I was 18 because mm -hmm. when I was 18, growing up, she always say, 18, I'm going to buy you a little red car. <laughs> well, 18. There's a pocket dragon in a little red wind-up <laughs> car <laughs> oh, on top funny. of the birthday cake, and it's so cute. <laughs> oh, that would be cute. Yeah. My son, uh, when he was about 12 or 13, he kept saying, I want you to buy me a Porsche for my birthday. And we're going, right. <laughs> anyway, we had the back deck fixed, and he came home from school one day, and he said, um, What's going on? And we said, his dad said, there's a new Porsche on porch on the backyard. And he heard Porsche. Oh, so he ran oh. outside and he's standing on the deck and he says, where's the car? Where's the car? And my husband says, what are you talking about? <laughs> so yeah, he was very disappointed. Oh. <laughs> I guess he thought he was going to get his driver's license on it. I have to use <laughs> the book somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one thing about your family. They get worried that if something funny happens, you're going to use it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> I know I always threaten my threaten my mom that I'm going to use her in a story sometime because, well, one, she has a very unusual job. She is a pooper scooper. She goes to oh. yards and cleans up after people's dogs. Yeah, I used to just, have one of those. <laughs> which just lends itself to being a cozy mystery character oh, definitely <laughs> definitely oh i could think of a whole bunch of titles for that <laughs> yeah how many of them can we say on the air <laughs> i don't think too many but um we had a very big dog who was part great dane part doberman and part german shepherd let's just wow. say he was huge <laughs> and we had a pooper scooper service <laughs> Oh, oh goodness, yeah, the visuals on that dog. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> he used to have to bend down to put his head on the table. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. However, oh. 
Meanwhile, I was having asthma attacks. So. Yeah. Well, it makes me appreciate my dog. I've got a Australian cattle dog. Yeah. I remember you tell me that last time. Uh, oh, yeah. One of my, um, when I was at Seton Hill University, one of my teachers, I think, had a, a cattle dog that she'd rescued. She had about six or eight dogs. Wow. <laughs> she had a, a lot of dogs. She lived on a farm. So, uh, you know, she had the room for them. Yeah. <laughs> I would do that if I didn't sneeze all the time when they're around. Uh, yeah. Allergies are an awful thing. <laughs> and they're pretty bad this year. Yeah. They're bad here in Colorado, too. Every time I look at the Weather Channel and their allergy index, it's always very high. And it's like, mm -hmm. ugh. With us, too, it's been, that's why I keep losing my voice, even though I've taken an antihistamine. <laughs> my voice goes in and out from <laughs> allergy season. It's very embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, anyway, that's where I am book-wise. And... Um, we're tracking along here. <sighs> got to get a new, a, huh? I said I've got to get a new picture behind me with the new book in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, it's great that you've got this new book coming out. Um, do you have anything else exciting planned, or? Uh, well, I'm, I'm getting very busy with the crime writers. So uh, right now we're trying to arrange a couple of uh, events at local bookstores and, uh, you know, get some panels in and uh, some signings and that. And uh, we, the person before me started a meet and greet group uh, uh, on Zoom. And we're going to continue that because not every, you know, Quebec's a very big province. And although most of the population is along the river areas. But even at that, it's a, it's a long way between communities. So uh, not everybody is nearby in Montreal. So if we're on Zoom, we can all make sure we're at the meeting and see what <laughs> we're doing and exchange ideas and that. So we're going to try and keep that up. And uh, yeah, I enjoy that. It's uh, fun to be able to exchange ideas. Or uh, I remember uh, we did one last year and we ended up discussing when do you throw the body in <laughs> should you do it at the beginning of the first chapter or at the end or halfway through or wait till the second chapter I mean you know to be with people who understand that conversation <laughs> yeah. quite special yes so that's going to be my year getting out those other books and uh, working with the crime writers and it's going to keep me busy well, it's great that you have so much planned. Um, why not remind my Snoops and Sleuths how to follow you? And okay, I'm under I'm on Facebook as AJ Fotheringham. I write as AJ, and uh, I have my own website, which is ajfotheringham.com, and I'm also on Instagram. So I don't remember my handle on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, can't re can't re I can remember how to kill someone. I just can't remember passwords and stuff, you know. <laughs> selective, selective memory. Yeah, we all I suffer can. from that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if you want to look me up, that's where I am. You'll find out information about me and my books. And uh, yeah, so. And I'll be sure to put those links in the show's notes. 
Thank you very much, Leanna. I really appreciate this. <laughs> it's been great talking to you again. Yeah, it's been great talking with you too. And keep in touch because I, I love talking about the new books. <laughs> well, uh, the other one should be coming out by September. So uh, I'll keep in touch with you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So anyway, thank you very much. Uh, nice to see you again. Nice to see you too. Well, Snips and Sleuths, you've heard another great interview here on The Cozy Sleuth. I'd like to thank my patrons for their help in keeping the show commercial-free and growing. I'd like to thank my Coffee Clutch for their contributions as well. If you'd like to be a patron, join me on my Patreon page at patreon.com slash thecozysleuth. Or you can join me on my Coffee Clutch at coffee.com slash thecozysleuth. That's ko-fi.com slash thecozysleuth. Also, if you want to hear Cozy Mysteries on the air, read by live actors, check out the Cozy Mystery Rats Maze, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, this is Leanna Shields saying, keep cozy.